Hey guys, welcome back to Unapologetic, where we believe God's Word has all the answers to culture's difficult questions. Hey guys, welcome me back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is the first time that I have been on Unapologetic uh, since my About sabbatical. Two, yeah, two or three years. At least three, two or three years. Our no, special I, guest today, Andy Bowles. <laughs> I'm, I'm super... You I'm, may need to tell people who you are. I know, I know, right? I am super glad to be in this chair in this room with you guys, though, unless we were just talking. My, my brain is lagging a little bit this morning, but I am I'm excited about being back on the podcast. Um, I've listened to every one of them that you guys have dropped and uh, thoroughly enjoyed them. The conversations that you guys have had, the interviews that you've had have all been top-notch. So you guys have done a great job, uh, but I am so glad to be back, um, not to hear my voice, but just to be a part of what God's doing in this podcast. We had an elders meeting last night, and uh, we had a testimony of one of our elders talking about uh, him being in a town about 45 miles from here, 45 minutes from Forest, Mississippi, and uh, hearing the testimony of somebody saying that they listened to the podcast due to a person's interview. And that was one of the things we had talked about, you know, the more people you include, the more people will be included. And mm -hmm. whenever people know people, then that's how the word gets out. And um, it, it was just encouraging to hear that in our in our elders leadership uh, meeting last night. So I'm glad to be a part of this, looking forward to today and getting kind of caught up on um, some of the issues that we face. And I think we've got a, a pretty good topic to go over. But before we do today, today's sponsor, is Vertical Youth, the Embrace Youth Group from ages 13 to 18 that meet at 6 p.m. on Sunday nights. If you're not involved in a youth group, come get plugged in. Hear about Jesus and let your life be challenged by the Word of God. Wow, he went radio yeah, voice that, for that. That sounded just like a commercial. Man. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Do the do like the end credits of the commercial. Or <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so That's what are we talking about today? It's, it's no interview today. We've been doing a lot That's of interviews, right. so we're taking a break from interviews and kind of getting back on some more of the original schedule, but what we got? So if you guys were listening to the last podcast we released, it was an interview with Miss Jennifer Parker, and um, Greg had mentioned that we're changing things up just a little bit and try, kind of trying to revert back to what the podcast was meant to do. And you guys hear on the on the intro or the outro, um, every, every time you listen to a podcast, we say that this is unapologetic, where we're addressing culture's difficult questions with God's Word, the Bible. And so uh, we did a lot of interviews and we talked about a lot of other things. And um, we were, we were kind of thinking, you know, how do we get back to that? And I, my mind kind of went to, you know, what are the questions that culture isn't asking? But it's the, it's the source of the conflicts that we see. And so we, we have all these debates about um, gender and is gender fluid or is gender binary and is abortion right or is abortion wrong? And we talk about all these things. And um, I've had a secular job for the past few years. And every time that uh, somebody finds out that I'm a Christian, the first thing they want to do is start debating things. You know, do, do homosexuals go to heaven or is it right to have abortion? And people want to debate those things with me. And so when people want to have those conversations, I say, well, well hold on. Before we get into this conversation, there's a few things that you should know about me. Number one, I believe that God is the creator of everything that exists, and he owns everything that exists. So every answer that I have is going to be rooted in that belief. Mm -hmm. I also believe that God's word is infallible, it's inerrant, it has no flaws, and it, it's the Bible, it's God's word. Mm -hmm. Man wrote it, but God said it. 
That's right. So you need to know those two things about me. Every answer that I have, every opinion that I have, I'm going to tie it back to those two beliefs that I have. And so if you disagree with me on that, let's have that conversation first That's because right. we're never going to agree on the other things. It's a foundation. If you don't understand that this is what I stand on. What, what we used to call that, and I don't hear it much, the phrase used much anymore, is a biblical worldview mm-hmm. as opposed to a secular worldview. So the way you see that, and that is, that is definitely the filter, that's the frame. Is the word of God true, and is God the creator of all things? Does he own all things? And once you view the world through that, through that lens, that's your faith, that's your, that's your biblical worldview, uh, then, then everything else that comes into your life has, has that skew to it. Mm-hmm. You know, It has to go through that filter. If it doesn't go through that filter, then something's wrong. That's how the Christian gets into trouble is when we revert back to a secular worldview about something instead of seeing it through God's eyes. That's right. And so what we're going to do this year is the first Friday of every month, we're going to do an interview. We want to talk to somebody who is out there doing the stuff, serving the Lord, and we want to hear what they believe God's Word says about a cultural topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the third Friday of every month this year, um, we will talk about a hard truth. And, and if you are a Christian who's listening to this and you've become frustrated trying to have conversations with non-believers um, about topics like abortion or gender fluidity, um, we want to we wanna say, hey, remember this. This is the foundational truth that they have forsaken. Mm-hmm. And so don't get so frustrated whenever you tell them the same thing 80 times and they haven't changed their mind because they don't believe this. This is the hard truth. And if you're a non-Christian listening to this podcast and you've debated with Christians and you get so aggravated about you don't understand how they could say that or believe that, we're about to tell you why they believe what they believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, bringing the enemy in to show them the arsenal. That's right, yeah. <laughs> but the good thing about this is it's okay. You can come and look at it because it's still true and it still works. Right. right? So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about the direction this is going. I'm excited about the future interviews and the future topics and subjects that we're going to be talking about. So since, since that is the biblical worldview and the Christian should take up the biblical worldview, um, I think that our first line item is, our first subject is, is since God is the creator, how do we view some of these secular issues that we deal with? I mean, that's, that's, that's you were talking about the intro and the outro. That's what we talk about, answering culture's difficult questions with the Bible. Because we as Christians do believe that the Bible has the answer. Now, that doesn't mean that we as followers of Jesus check our reasoning and our brains uh, at the door of, of modern-day situations. Uh, the Bible has an answer for... Uh, the crisis of abortion in our nation. The Bible has an answer for the crisis of transgenderism, gender fluidity in, in our culture, uh, LGBTQ, uh, AI+. The, the Bible has an answer for the race division in our, in our nation, um, whether it's Black Lives Matter or name a whole host of other issues. Defunding the police. Did you know that the Bible has an answer for defunding the police right and so the reason that the christian has the perspective that the christian has is not because we've huddled up and we've come up with these brilliant ideas but we're just taking an ancient book and seeing that even though it was written a long time ago it is as current and even more so than any article you could read today 
Mm-hmm. And so I, I think about the the hard truth that has been rejected by our culture that God is the creator. And in American culture, we have so many, um, I use air quotes and say religions, but more like so much spirituality yeah. to where there's like, we you know rub two crystals together and do some kind of chant and what you want <laughs> is gonna come true because the, the universe feels your energy that type of stuff. Two crystals and, together. And, and so there's like Christianity, <laughs> and then there's there's like Christianity. There's Islam. There's Judaism. There's whatever that spiritual rubbing crystals together stuff <laughs> is. And then there's like absolute atheism, yeah. you know. And so there's there's all these different um, things that people either believe about God or believe that God doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. And it makes me think about Romans chapter one verses twenty four and twenty five. It says therefore God gave them over to the lusts of their hearts to impurity so that their bodies would be dishonored among them. And then verse 25, it says, they exchanged the truth of God for a lie and they worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator. And I think that's what we see if you're a Christian and you say, you know, you're, you're so heartbroken over issues like abortion and um, suicide rates and human trafficking and you see all this disbelief in God. I saw a video the other day on, on YouTube it was this atheist talking about why he's not a Christian. And he said, I don't believe in the God of Christianity because he's an a-hole. And man, I just like, my stomach was turned. I was like, that, that dude just called my God an a-hole, mm-hmm. you know? And I was like ready to get up out of my seat and fight somebody. And like, <laughs> you know, I see so many things that is so discouraging to me as a Christian. I have to remember they've exchanged the truth of God for a lie. They will believe anything other than the fact that God is the creator and the owner of all existence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times when you see or talk with somebody on a personal level uh, that is that adamantly against God, it's kind of funny that um, that they say that they're an atheist, which I haven't run into too terribly many true-to-the-bone atheists. Most are agnostic and if a guy's going to say, you know, I'm not a Christian, I'm an atheist, I'm not a Christian because God's an a-hole, then he, he's, still, he's still recognizing God. It's almost an inescapable thing. Right. I mean, you, no matter what culture you go to, no matter what, um, what, what uh, social, economical um, uh, part of the world, uh, whether it's whether it's a rich part of the world or it's a poor part of the world, everybody recognizes some form of a deity that has rule over us. Because this is the thing that the atheist, that the agnostic, and that the other religions really can't get away from, and that is there is a supreme being who rules over the affairs of the world. And not that God is uh, a puppet master and we're all on strings, but God is absolutely, I'm fitting to throw this word out there, sovereign and has total power and dominion and providence over the affairs of man. And even though the world is is quickly fading away, mankind still is the remaining existence that has to say, oh, there's something that is greater than me. And so it drives a person crazy. You were talking about Romans chapter 1. I was praying through some things on my sabbatical and just praying through different scriptures and different ideas. And and, uh, I I run across um, this thought to where... You, you, it says it says that people would rather worship the cre- uh, the creation mm-hmm. over the creator. Mm-hmm. Why, why is that so? 
Why, why does wise man? Now that passage is driving itself to help us realize that those who live of a certain lifestyle are going to lead themselves to a reprobate state. Reprobate means it's, it's a silversmith terminology to where a silversmith would take silver and they would refine the silver. That's what the term reprobate comes from. And the silversmith would boil the silver in a vat and all of the impurities of the silver would come to the top and he would take a, a strain and he would strain off all the junk and throw it off to the side. If he continued this process for a long period of time and couldn't get all of the impurities out, he would dump the silver because it was worthless and unminable, unrefinable. Mm-hmm. So it was good for nothing. It was discarded and unusable. Right. That's why sometimes when we talk about the word reprobate, we, we, we say, and, and I've, I've, you can ask Greg, I've, I'm very shy about saying this person is reprobate or that person is reprobate. I don't call anybody reprobate. That belongs to the Lord. Because when a person gets to that state, it's, it's untouchable. Mm-hmm. You know, they've totally turned everything of themselves away from God. But that's where that passage is leading to. And so you, you can see how mankind would want to take the perspective off of God and onto things they can, can control. Yeah. It's, uh, as you're saying that about, you know, why do you think they worship the creation uh, over the creator? And I, I think the biggest thing is because, you know, we're a physical person, people, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think it's because we can see the creation. Mm-hmm. You know, people can tangible. see the creation. Mm-hmm. It's tangible. But they can't see a creator. You know, none of us were there when, when God knit things together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I wasn't there when the Bible was written, but I believe the Bible. You know, and I think that's why uh, we as Christians, you, you know, we're so faith-focused. We're faith-driven. You know, faith is everything mm-hmm. to us. You know, we being the, the substance of things, hope for the evidence of things not seen. Mm-hmm. You know, and, mm-hmm. and so I think that's where it comes in. Um, you know, and, and I heard somebody say one time, you know, the, the crazy thing about it is, is uh, – it takes more faith to believe in a Big Bang theory oh, yeah. than it does to believe that there was a, uh, an almighty creator. Mm-hmm. You know, to think that all of these things happened just perfectly, simultaneously, exactly when they were supposed to, to cause all of this stuff to, to, to be created and then to form. Because here's the thing, it's supposed to be this big explosion that happened, right? And I've, I've, I'm uh, my whole life, you know, I'm not... I think you said the other day you're not a pyromaniac, but you like to burn things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not a pyromaniac either, but I like to burn things. Yeah, I, I'm not uh, a, a crazy psycho. Terrorists want to blow everything up, but I like to blow things up. You know, it's yeah. just hey, we, we, we need to get some of that stuff, that, you know? that powder that, that you shoot. Tannerite, yeah. tannerite. Yeah, yeah, we need yeah, to do yeah, that yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah that'd we're be gun awesome. activists as well. Yeah, but I guarantee you, if we did that, if we took some dynamite and we set it somewhere and we blew it up. Nothing would be created out of that. It's only chaos. Only chaos, mm-hmm. right? Like, we wouldn't blow dynamite up, and all of a sudden there'd be a new species of animal there. <laughs> or a car. <laughs> or, or anything. Yeah. So uh, that just to think that, that out of some big explosion that we were formed, I, I just I don't get it, you know. Um, but that's because I believe, like we said, in an almighty God. And, and in Hebrews chapter 11, which is we know – that those of us that know the Bible, we know that's the chapter of faith. You know, in verse 3, it says, Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. So, you know, we, we recognize fully and completely that God did this. Mm-hmm. We did not see him do this, but we believe that he did this. It's a faith issue. It's a faith issue. Yeah. And so I think a lot of people, that's where they're falling short. They believe what they see. 
Mm-hmm. We believe what we don't. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, too, my first reaction to why people would worship the creation rather than the creator is that it doesn't take faith, right? Mm-hmm. But I think my second thought there was that it pleases me to do it. Mm-hmm. Why, would I, why would I go out of my way? Why would I deny myself to please a creator whenever I can just do what I want to do and please me? And I think that's so much of the American culture. It's like, yeah. I can't have a baby right now. I got, I want to still want to go out and party and I still want to go and do this. And I got my career, I'm in school. And so we have an abortion to please me, mm-hmm. right? It satisfies me to do so. Um, I think about like um, suicide rates, you know, people think that they were created for nothing, for no reason. They mm-hmm. exist for no reason. And so it would please me to not be here, yeah. right? Um I think about like human trafficking, you know, and the satisfaction that nasty perverted men get from that sort of thing. It's, it pleases themselves. Right. But I I love that what you said that whenever you blow something up, it just creates chaos. There's no order, but you think about creation, there's such order in all of creation and, and you can get so, so focused on one thing and say, wow, this looks chaotic. But whenever you zoom out and you see all of creation, you say, wow, if the earth was, two miles closer to the sun, we'd all burn up. If it was two miles further, we'd freeze to death. There's, there's such order. And so we get so caught up in self-centeredness and we say, this is chaotic. I need an abortion to restore order, mm-hmm. right? But if we would believe that there's a creator and he's written our story with mm-hmm. grace and there's order because he is sovereign, he's in control. Mm-hmm. I was listening to a preacher just the other day and he quoted somebody you've got to forgive me because I can't remember who this is. You can probably Google it and find who, who made this statement, but the preacher, Craig Rochelle, quoted a guy who said, the two greatest days to a person is the first when they were born, and the second greatest day is when they learn why. Wow. And so, you know, purpose, purpose is what you're saying when when a, when a person's end result of life is only to satisfy their cravings, their their sinful, fleshly, natural man cravings, then yeah, I mean, <clears throat> this this child is in my way. Abort this child. I can make money by kidnapping that kid and selling him to sex. Tra- I'm, right. I'm I'm done with my life. It's it's ruined now. So I'm just going to blow my brains out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, when it when it's so man centered like that. But when you understand what your ultimate purpose is, now I'm, I'm by no means a um, by no means a uh, Presbyterian or a Catholic that, that that holds so tightly to the catechisms. I don't know if y'all know what the catechisms are, but there's a there's a broader and a shorter catechisms. But uh, we actually taught you guys growing up a lot of these catechisms. I don't know if you remember many of them, but the very first one is is a uh, what, why, is, why is man created? I mean, what's the purpose of man? And that's to give God glory. Amen. That is the ultimate purpose of man is to give God glory. And the mm-hmm. way you do that is understanding, you know, why you were created, the purpose of your existence. All right. I have another scripture that I, I found, Hebrews chapter 3, uh, verses 3 and 4. He's talking about Jesus. He says, he has been counted worthy of more glory than Moses. You know, the, the Hebrew people held so closely to Moses, man. They love Moses. And he's saying Jesus is, is worthy of more glory than Moses. Um, and then in verse 4, he says, Every house is built by someone, but the builder of all things is God. Mm-hmm. And it's just like a common sense argument. You know, the house didn't just show up. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, that, that baby in your belly didn't just show up. 
right? You didn't just show up, mm-hmm. uh, but the, the house is built by someone and the builder is God. Yeah, so look, here, here's uh, Psalm 139, uh, verse 13 says, For you did form my inward parts. You did knit me together in my mother's womb, which just goes yeah. right on into what you're saying there, that, that we're not, it's not an accident. You know, I, I was sitting, I was thinking about this on the way, to, on the, way to, to, to the church this morning. You know, this God is so awesome, so great. And he's sitting there and he's knitting together me, you know, before. I, that's how I got into my mother's womb. It's not just an accident, you know. Right. Um, and knitting together billions of people, you know, millions of them all at the same time. Right. You know, and every little aspect about them is the, the next verse is that you fearfully and wonderfully made. You know, to think that God is sitting there and he is designing, intricately designing me and designing you and designing all. You know, my daughter Nova is perfect in every way. And it's because God designed her that way. Mm-hmm. That's just an amazing thought to me to think, you know, that, that God is uh, that big, that, that much of a creator. That it's not just that he created this world, but he's still creating. Mm-hmm. You know, I heard somebody say one time, you know, the uh, in, in Genesis 1, when God said, let there be light, that that, that is still happening today, mm-hmm. that there are new stars formed constantly, that that, that, that statement that he made when that creation uh, ver- words came, the, the words of creation came out of his mouth, they carried so much weight that they are still happening right now. You know, I think this is the issue that we have with, trying to understand creation is we think that it is only an act that God does and not something that exudes from his being. Yeah. Because it, you know, and and I know this is kind of hard to wrap our minds around, but if it's an act that he does, then he does it and it's over. Kind of like if we build a birdhouse, we build, we, we have the idea, we get the material, we build a birdhouse and it's done. But what would happen if everywhere you walked, birdhouses popped up? Mm. Every time you breathed, a new birdhouse was formed. You know, creation exudes from a creator. Mm. And that's hard for us to understand. But, but that's exactly what happens. I mean, you're, the new stars that are being born. The new blade of grass that will rise up out of the ground in the spring that died in the winter but is resurrected in the spring. God is exuding creation from him because that's who he is. Just like he is the God of salvation. This is the thing. We're not trying to... A lot of times an apologist argument is trying to defend a truth. We're not necessarily just trying to defend a truth, but with the, the truth, we're trying to lead you to the gospel. Right, and, and if we're talking about how to bring somebody into the arsenal, this is the conclusion of every discussion about God being the creator, the Bible being infallible, Christians being God's people, salvation being eternal. I mean, you name it on the gamut of conversations that an atheist, agnostic, or another religion would have for a Christian. We are going to lead you to the clear clarity of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, and you may be cloudy on... Uh, gender right now, and you may be cloudy on abortion right now, and you may be cloudy on does a person when they commit suicide go to heaven or hell. But ultimately, what we're going to do, and this is this is pulling back the curtain. You're going to see, you know, the Wizard of Oz behind the curtain here. We want to lead you to Jesus through the belief of the gospel, 
Because ultimately what it is is there is a creator, a God, who created all things. And you say, well, was it a big bang or was it by his word? Uh, what, what, is the earth old, millions of years old, or is it 6,000 years old? We're going to take you to the gospel. Because the fact of the matter is you are a sinner who one day will stand before a holy and righteous judge. And he is going to judge you according on how you responded to his grace through his son Jesus on the cross. So when Christ died on a cross, was buried, and rose from the dead, he did that for you. You say, I don't even know who this is. See what he's done. (laughs) Hear the message of the Spirit that's convicting your heart and turn away from your sin and believe. And you don't have to have all the answers lined up and, and know you know, the, the evolutionist theory to the Christian theory and all, all that kind of stuff. But, but I'll tell you this, when a heart is surrendered to Jesus, you're going to love an unborn baby. Eventually, you're going you're gonna to fight to protect that baby. You're going to see that life is worth preserving, whether it's yours or somebody else's. You're, you're not going to want to see children abducted and put in a slave camp uh, for sex. You're going to be a protector of the poor and needy because that's what the Bible teaches you to do. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely a hard, a hard truth, and, and I don't know who we're speaking to. I mean, this, this podcast goes to a lot of different places and speaks to a lot of different people. Um, but I just want to challenge you, let, let your belief in, in God and let the Word of God be a foundation and a filter to you. And then all of these other things will fall into place. So, man, it's good to be back with y'all. It's good to have you back. Yeah. Welcome back. Uh, Lord willing, I'll be on the next one too. Lord willing. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, let's let's do this on the outro, pre-outro, outro. Uh, <laughs> if you like this podcast, please share it. Whatever device or uh, means in which you're listening to it, go ahead and give us a rating. Uh, we'd love for you to share a five-star rating if that's available. And if you share a two-star rating, then we'll get the message. Uh, make comments. Um, if you want to communicate with us, I'm not sure if there's any podcast on the planet that gives you a clear way of communicating directly with us than the Unapologetic Podcast. So please give us a shout. Thank you all.